the career of social media, like, I feel like you're living in constant fear of being canceled because, like, if a few too many people decide that they don't like something that you said, like, your career is over, you're not getting any more jobs, and, like, you're basically have to start over. Olive, welcome to POVs. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm so happy you're here and I can't <laughs> wait to dive into all things Olive. And every episode here on the show, we start off with a question that will help us go a little bit deeper. So you ready? Yes. Let's do it. So my question for you, Olive, is does fashion have a gender? No. Tell me why. The reason that like clothes now are gendered is like because of capitalism so that like big companies can like sell more clothes because they're like directed like they're telling which gender like what they need to wear so like it was a construction by like capitalism and corporations in olden times like i've been learning about like older fashion like in fashion history and like men used to wear high heels like men used to wear skirts the concept of like gendered clothing has definitely been something that's more contemporary so it like doesn't inherently like fashion doesn't inherently have a gender thank you for sharing that does your gender expression impact the way that you style yourself oh for sure i mean i feel like as a queer person a lot of me is like masculine and a lot of me is feminine so like through my outfits i try to convey like the equal balance of like femininity and masculinity within me and like some days i'll wake up and feel more masculine and like i'll need to dress more masculine to like feel good in an outfit. And something I love about following you on socials is that you're not afraid to share your point of view on the world through your clothing. I noticed lately that you were going out to the club and <laughs> you wore an outfit that said, don't talk to me, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was iconic. Um, tell me a little bit more about what it was like coming out in your own personal journey and what it was like also to come out online. So I came out when I was like, 15 I believe so I was pretty young I came out pretty much like right when I realized because I'd always grown up in an environment where I was like felt comfortable to do so like my parents and my friends are always super supportive but I feel like after coming out is where like the acceptance journey really started for me because like I spent a really long time being like embarrassed and ashamed and like feeling like there was something wrong with me like even after coming out just like still feeling like I was not normal or like being scared that people were going to treat me differently, like strangers, like definitely like being afraid to come out to like new people in situations where like I would meet someone and they'd be like, oh, like there's this guy that thinks you're hot. And like, I wouldn't be able to say like, oh, like I'm not into guys because there was like something there that like was still like ashamed of it even after I was out. It did take a really long time after coming out for me to like fully accept it and definitely like when quarantine happened and I was like cut off from all of my peers at school, which I feel like were like, I was definitely very afraid of their judgment. So I was like afraid to like fully express my sexuality around them, even if they did like know that I was gay. Like I felt like I had to like put it on like a back burner and like mm -hmm. not talk about like girls with my friends because like I felt like they might think it was weird. But like after I like was separated from all of that and I was able to like really just be on my own and like think about like what I wanted, I like fully accepted like, oh, like I'm a lesbian and like I'm proud of it. And I was able to like, 
kind of overcome that like being ashamed especially like around the word lesbian I feel like that specific word there's like a lot of shame around it so like when I first came out I would call myself like gay or queer so like just also being able to like fully claim the label lesbian was definitely really empowering for me and that's definitely translated into my social media presence because like I know how long it took me to be able to like fully claim that I was like a lesbian and like not be ashamed of it so like I want to express that and hopefully like empower other queer people to feel the same way. Super interesting to hear about how there are certain terms that are still stigmatized today. Why do you think the word lesbian is somewhat of a taboo? I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's always like a stereotype, at least growing up, like when I was thinking of lesbian, it's always like someone who's like butch and masculine. And like, I never felt like that fit who I was. Like you would see like Ellen DeGeneres or like in movies, like it would always be like some like very masculine lesbian and I never identified with that. So I think that could have been maybe a disconnect. Like that kind of like representation of lesbians didn't really feel like me. I'm not really sure why there's like a general taboo around it though. I think what yeah. you said <laughs> makes a lot of sense, right? The small representation that there was maybe didn't give a spectrum of how all queer women yeah. are. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. When you first had a conversation about your sexuality, what was that like for you? I think I was probably like 14. I was like on FaceTime with one of my close friends at the time who I'm not friends with anymore now. And I was like, oh, like, I feel like I don't like guys. Like, I think that I'm like gay. <laughs> like, I think that I don't like guys, I like girls. And she was like, you don't seem like a lesbian. Like, you don't seem like that. Like, you must be like bi. Like, you know how sexuality is a spectrum? Like, you're closer to like the straight side, even if you like girls. And I was like, how did that make you feel? I felt like so invalidated because like, that's kind of something that I felt on my own because I was never, like, I never saw like representation of like feminine lesbians. So like to hear it coming from someone else, like validating like my fears about my sexuality not being like legit was like definitely kind of disheartening and definitely like turned me off from coming out to any more people for like a few more months after that. So that kind of sucked. But then like after that, when I came out to like the rest of the people in my life who are still in my life today, they were all very accepting, so. That's great yeah. to hear, but that was, sounds like it was really challenging. Yeah. I mean, you're putting so much of yourself that's so personal and tied to your identity out for other people to consume. Do you think in our world today, we should even have to come out? Or do you think we should strive for a society where we all just accept one another regardless of who we choose to date or be with? When you have to come out as something, it automatically sets there as like a norm that you right. have to like differentiate yourself from. And I feel like the norm of like straight and like heterosexual is like we're kind of past that or at least we should be if people are gonna like come out like you should also come out as straight because i don't think that there should be like a norm of heterosexuality when there's literally so many queer people in the world when you're coming out you have to like come out with a label usually and i feel like that also like makes coming out that much harder because you need to feel like you're like a hundred percent sure of what you are and like label it in order to like announce it to the world and I feel like if there was no need to come out like no need for labels and people just liked who they wanted to like like it would be so much easier. That's definitely a take that I think everyone needs to hear. Thank you for sharing that and it's interesting how you bring up the concept of labels because on the one hand you've reclaimed and claimed the term lesbian but at the same time 
you're not about labels. So are there other labels in your life that you do feel like you identify with? I mean, I feel like I'm an artist for sure. Like that label feels very fitting to me. I've always been like very creative in every aspect of my life. And I feel like I kind of treat like everything in my life like art. So I feel like an art, like artist is very fitting to me. I think that in terms of like the label lesbian, like that was really helpful for me in order to like completely cut out like my need for male validation because like when I was kind of debating like, oh, am I bi or am I lesbian? Like it was really just me like needing validation from men. So that's why like reclaiming or like claiming the label lesbian for myself was super helpful. But labels for sexuality are kind of unhelpful. Yeah, I totally hear that. And I love how you mentioned that the label that you do hold closely to yourself is artist. So tell me a little bit more. I know we talked about really your your coming out journey starting at 14, 15. At what point did you know that fashion was something that you were passionate about that really helped you learn that you were an artist? I've always loved fashion. Like even when I was little, I, me and my best, my childhood best friend, who's actually my roommate, now we would always go to the mall and go shopping and like buy matching outfits and we would like be really into fashion and i used to like take sewing classes when i was really little and like i had always dreamt of like doing something creative or artistic as my career but i feel like for a while throughout like middle school and high school like that dream was kind of like beat down of people being like you need to do something that'll like actually make money like artists don't make any money once i really like fully discovered my sexuality and i was able to like completely free myself from like the need for male validation and like dressing for the male gaze, I guess. Um, I was able to like completely express myself through fashion. And I think that's where like my intense love for fashion developed because like I've always liked it, but like being able to use that as a way to like express this part of myself that I feel like I had like kept hidden for so long as like been amazing. So. Yeah, that's huge. And it must have been freeing to kind of also reclaim your expression and your style instead of seeking for male validation. Yeah. But I do have to ask you, as a social media influencer, mm -hmm. the queen of TikTok, do you still feel like creating content around fashion is still serving for the purpose of validation from others? That's actually something that I've been like thinking about a lot because I felt like I had switched or like part of me had felt like I had switched like my source from validation from men to like people online because like when I started like discovering my fashion sense after I had discovered my sexuality, like I immediately started putting it on the internet and like receiving validation for it. I don't know, I've just been thinking a lot about like how I can continue to like post online and share the things that I'm passionate about without like feeling like I'm doing it for other people. Because it is really hard, like as much as you try to stay true to yourself and like post only what you're passionate about, like at the end of the day, the like validation is right there. Like there's people telling you what they like and like what they want to see. I realize that it's like that other people's validation is never going to fulfill me as much as like loving myself and like being confident in myself. So, which is an amazing realization to have, but <laughs> I feel you. I mean, I even feel that way. I, I think so many of us feel that way on social media, the, the quest for validation and affirmation instead of just being true to who we are. Do you feel like there are parts of yourself that you've been able to keep just for you instead of displaying every part of your life online? I mean, I feel like I keep most of myself for me. Like, 
that is one thing is like I feel like there is a big trend now on social media to be like very authentic and like show like every single part of yourself and like everything that you do and obviously I love that because like I want to see people like being real and like you want to have influencers not just be like these perfect figures that are setting like unrealistic standards but at the same time like at least for me like I like to have separation especially when it's my job like I don't want my entire life to be my work so that's why like I have a really hard time vlogging like people ask me to vlog and I'm like I don't really want to be like taken out of the moment like that I'm enjoying with my friends to like pull out my camera and like be thinking about working while I'm like doing something fun so I've also like recently been trying to rediscover hobbies that like I literally don't like share with anyone or post online at all like just like drawing for fun instead of for school or for work like I don't want to be like thinking about work 24 7. I hear you. Are there ever situations where you're also putting on an outfit and you don't document it? Do you feel like there are pieces of fashion that you've still kept for you? It depends like sometimes I will if I'm like oh I really don't feel like filming today but normally I do feel obligated to like share my outfit when I put it on. I have noticed Olive on your socials that I do see a ton of fashion content but I don't see a ton of content where you are opening up about the deep, dark places of your mind and your life. And I know you just mentioned that you like to keep a separation, but are there ever times where you feel afraid or nervous to speak up about important issues or to put more of yourself out online? Oh, for sure. I mean, the career of social media, like I feel like you're living in constant fear of being canceled because like if a few too many people decide that they don't like something that you said, like, your career is over you're not getting any more jobs and like you're basically have to start over so like that definitely prevents me from like wanting to speak up about stuff knowing that like if i say something there is probably gonna be people that disagree with me yeah and it's hard because like there are lots of things that i'm passionate about that i'd love to share but at the same time like I do like to keep life and work separate. So like, I feel like I try to keep my platforms very like fashion, like these are my outfits and like that is all. I hear you. You know, That, that fear is so real. <laughs> Cancel culture is quite literally, in my opinion, the reason why we're afraid to have these conversations. So I'm grateful that you're here today having it. And let's just play out the scenario for fun. Imagine there was a world rid of cancel culture. What would you be talking about more? What issues would you be speaking up about? What content would you be creating if there wasn't that fear of getting canceled? I have posted a little bit about my mental health before, but I've been like, like I have tried so many times to like post about it and then like gotten scared and like taken it back. I wish I felt comfortable opening up more about on the internet, but like just having people have, like when you post about it, like people have the ability to like judge you. And that's like something that's so intimate to me that like it, feels a little bit scary to like open it up to be judged by like the court of public opinion. <laughs> I hear you, but it's awesome that you have spoken up a little bit about your mental health. And I would even argue that at the end of the day, it's equally as scary to just put yourself out there in the way that you are. I feel like fashion can be so intimate. I think it's so awesome that you're still able to put yourself out there truly as who you are, even if it's not all the deep, dark issues or the places in your mind. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. Olive, I can't wait to head over to our next segment now on POVs, where we're going to send you some text messages from the larger Gen Z community, and I want your opinion. So keep an eye on your phone. You're going to read them out loud and react. You ready? Okay. Yes. Let's do it. Who are your biggest influences? So I feel like people ask me this a lot. Like, this is like my number one asked question. And I always say that, like, 
I am my biggest influence. I feel like if there's one message that I try to spread on my platforms about fashion, it's like be yourself and don't do what anything anyone else is doing. So like besides like Vivian Westwood, I feel like she is like, like I am obsessed with her. I think she's a genius. So like in general, like I am very inspired by her both in like my creation and my style. But like in terms of like influencers or celebrities or like basically anyone besides Vivian Westwood, like I don't really look at them for inspiration just because I feel like once I'm looking at like contemporary fashion of like what people are wearing now, it's very easy to get caught up in like, oh, I like their style. So like I want to recreate it. Whereas I feel like to find your personal style, like you shouldn't be like just wearing the same thing as someone else. And I feel like I just influence myself. <laughs> like, I, I love just, that like, answer. <laughs> when you support the fashion industry, you are promoting exclusivity and toxic body image. This industry is a capitalist scam and it sucks that there is no affordable sustainability. Okay, well, I would disagree that there's no affordable sustainability. I mean, like all basically all of my wardrobe is sustainable and thrifted. Like probably my whole outfit was like under $50 because... I get everything secondhand and it's pretty cheap. If you're like thrifting stuff, you can get a t-shirt for like 99 cents. I feel like the statement, like when you support the fashion industry, you're promoting exclusivity and toxic body image, like kind of flips the blame on the consumer. I feel like the cons a consumer alone does not have the power to like change the course of the industry. In general, I feel like the responsibility to like make change lies in the hands of like the big corporations. How do you hope the fashion industry will continue to shift? I hope that like the focus of the fashion industry will move from like big corporations and like these like big designer houses that are always exclusive and always only have like these tiny little skinny models walking on the runway to like smaller designers, sustainable designers, like fast fashion and big designer houses are like what has a monopoly on the industry right now. And it should be like shifting over to like smaller independent designers. <laughs> the definition of fashion has gotten way too loose. You can't put together random prints and pieces of clothing and pretend you're doing something groundbreaking. Isn't the definition of fashion just like clothes on a body or just like clothes in general? fashion is literally just clothes and it can be whatever you want to be. I don't think that there's like any rules or regulations that you have to follow to be like considered fashion. It seems like every fashion influencer is the same type of person trying to market themselves as unique. I want to see more diversity. Obviously, like we all want to see more diversity <laughs> in the influencer space. Like that, like body diversity, especially I feel like is a big one. Like I have a lot of mutuals that are like plus size influencers and they talk about like how much harder it is to like get more money and like get brand deals and just like how much harder it is in the influencer space for people that aren't skinny. How do you think we can make the fashion industry more inclusive? I mean, ideally it would start from like the top and going down like that would probably be the most effective way. Realistically, I feel like top down, like it might not be the most obtainable. Like if we're not gonna get big changes from like big corporations, I guess the responsibility does lie sort of in the consumer to like support brands that are being diverse. Or not support. Or not support, yeah. Olive, drop a hot take. My hot take is that being an influencer is not like 
the best job in the world and shouldn't be like everyone's aspiration because I feel like it is now. The fact that it might not be for everyone. Wow. Says an influencer. (laughs) Would you go back and do anything differently if you could? I mean, no, probably not. Like I am currently still an influencer, but like in the time before I moved and the time when I was first starting out, like it was like amazing for me to do. But I feel like I'm at the point in my life where I kind of want, like, I'm going to keep doing social media, but, like, it's not my end goal What is what I'm kind of realizing, and it's not fulfilling me in the way that it used to and the way that I thought it would continue to. I was not <laughs> expecting that from you, but I think that's an important message that maybe it isn't for everyone. Yeah, I just saw a statistic that was, like, being an influencer is, like, the second most wanted job by, like, teenagers right now. Wow. And, like, ahead of, like, doctor, lawyer, like, all of, like, the jobs that probably like 10 years ago everyone would want to do it's not like the dream that everyone tries to sell it as so and thank you for being honest about that (laughs) i think on social media we see everything curated so perfectly to make us believe that you know it is the best career in the world but i appreciate you shining a light on that olive i feel like i learned so much about you today it's fun to hear more about your journey beyond the the tiktoks and the instagram posts and i would love to know before you leave today if you could design an outfit or a dress or something that you could put a huge statement on that could reach our entire generation what would you say yeah i feel like what would like land the best with my audience if i were to actually do it would probably be something about like sustainable fashion stop supporting fast fashion. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of something that would be like more interesting to read, but. Honestly, straight to the (laughs) point, I think gets the message across. Thank you so much, Olive, for coming on the show today, for for sharing all of your POVs. And I can't wait to continue watching your journey. Bring it in. Thank you so much. You were awesome. I'd love to see you create that outfit that says stop supporting fast fashion. (laughs) Have you ever thought about selling that as merch? I'm planning on launching a clothing brand within like probably the next one to two years. That's exciting. Yeah, so that'll be exciting. And it might might include those designs. I hope it does. Before you go, can we take a selfie? Yes. (laughs) 